Let's start things off with the Bruins, though, last night. What a game. What a game. Oh, wow. What a clinic in goaltending. It almost wasn't a good game, though. Yeah, but the goaltending was amazing. I mean, Tuca with 41 saves, 19 came in the two overtime periods. Craig Anderson for the Ottawa Senators had 36 saves. It's a shame that Dave's not here today because I know he would have loved to break this game down. Yeah, and I think it was a tremendous game as far as, like, you know, for the Bruins not to give up because we we saw it in uh, game two, I believe it was, um, or no, it was game one when they came back and won. Right. Um, so it's there's just, like, a fight in this Bruins team that I don't think people have ever seen this, especially a part of the well, whole Julian era. Well, b- besides from years. game three where they blew a 3-1 lead. Right, but what I'm saying is like the consistency to have that work ethic and not to give up because when you're in the playoffs, it could easily be drawn as to say, you know, we're not good enough, we can't beat this team. Right. But only because the Senators have had the Bruins numbers for, you know, the entire season and also in years past. Right. So I think, you know, the devil is the Senators in the Bruins' eyes, and they have to get over it. Because the only way you're going to do it is if you come up and Tuca has to have big saves. You know, Corrali put in two nice goals, okay? And I love the excitement that he had on the first goal because it looked like it was a kid in the candy store. He was so glad to get that goal. Well, he's only playing because of injuries. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm saying, <laughs> well, like. The way it's a good thing those happened. David Krejci, right? Well, Ryan Spooner wasn't hurt. He's just ineffective. Right. He was bad. He just sucks. Krejci uh, was injured, and that's why Corrali got. Um, By got a to, cheap shot that wasn't called. Right. And that's why Corrali's getting the playing time. And I think now he's going to get more playing time going forward. He yep. was the catalyst in Sorry, this game. Spooning. And hopefully. Hopefully he'll uh, serve as the catalyst tomorrow as well. Yeah, and it looks promising. I mean, you know, you see all these young guys come up, and you just don't know how they're going to perform. And, you know, we've seen McAvoy step up. We've seen Corrales step up. Vetrano's putting in you know, a couple of goals here and there. So he, he, they just have to stay consistent, consistent on the defensive side of things because they're, they're um, you know, guys that are being injured right now. I mean, Colin Miller's come off an injury. You know, Torrey Krug's still injured. So they really have to build that core up, especially now and moving forward so that Tuca has something to play with and has a fence in front of him. Because if not, he's going to have to stop forty-one, you know, forty-one shots, um, and you know, have nineteen saves in overtime. I know, seriously. I mean, the Bruins got screwed twice before Sean Corrali finally won it. Uh, as you said, you know, two goals in this game. The first overtime goal that got waved off was due to goalie interference, which I thought was kind of ticky tack. He did make contact with Craig Anderson, right? But yeah. uh, the only reason I think that stood was because that w- that was the call on the ice. Even though because the puck went in, even yeah. though the the official that was right there didn't make a call right away he didn't say anything he didn't say the uh, like no, no goal, goal or goal yeah, yeah. He, they made a conference and then they talked about it and one guy was probably like hey i think uh there was some contact uh with right. the goalie we'll just call it that and then we'll go to the replay and see what happens well, well there was it, yeah there was a review the from the from the headquarters right because Toronto, the NHL, yeah. Yeah, nhl gave uh this explanation they said at 425 1425 of overtime in the Bruins Senators game, the Situation Room initiated a review under the terms of a coach's challenge to review the interference on the goalkeeper decision, and uh, that resulted in a no goal call. After reviewing all re- available replays and consulting with NHL hockey operations staff, the referee determined that Boston's Sean Corrali interfered with Ottawa goaltender Craig Anderson before the puck crossed the goal. Even line. though it, technically uh, he was in right. Oh, for, to get that pl- a puck because yeah. it was a rebound. 
Right. Because he made the first save, and then he went to shoot it again, and then he was trying to avoid Anderson on the on the rebound. Right, and, like, and the problem <laughs> was he was in the crease. Right. So whenever you have goal, goal interference in the crease, they're not going to call it a goal because then – you know, it's advantage to the Even opposition. though he didn't really, like, really get to him. And Anderson played dead. I don't know. I, did, did it, you yeah, yeah, it was smart. Was technique. Yeah. Yeah. It was smart. Just kind of sit on it. it. Yeah. Lie on it. But it, then there was it, also the – go ahead. He wasn't even lying on the puck. He yeah, was he was, just was like, kind of to ground. his right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? But the second incident, though, this one really pissed me off. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, I think uh, – he got in the crease, right, and he stopped Charlie McAvoy's shot with his glove. Yeah, and then it he, was very hard to tell if he stopped it or if he closed his glove on it because if well, he closed his glove on it in the crease, that would have been a penalty. Shot. No, either way, if you stop it in the crease, if you lay on it in the crease. Well, I'll give you a comparison. It's like um, you know when there's a, a fast break and there's a clear path in basketball, right? It's, it's a given layup, but since there's a foul in you know in uh, in regards to that. You know, they, they have to give them uh, a free throw and the ball. So I think in hockey, there should be something like that. No, they do have that. that that's that, uh, Well, they apparently should, uh, they didn't call it. No, right? because they thought Anderson had the had the puck. There was yeah, but there was no possession of the puck. What? Well, no, that was a problem. No, no, Anderson did get he did get possession of the puck because the the guy who covered it handed it to him Pajot, before Jean the whistle Gabriel was Pajot. blown. Well, he there was two instances. So he had it when it was under him. Yes, and then uh, and then the other player, um, what's his name? The guy that stopped it, Jean yes. Gabriel Pajot. So Pajot uh, basically covered the puck and well, well no, at it, first he threw it to Anderson. He stopped it with his glove. Right, and then he passed it to Anderson. Yeah, so Anderson could <laughs> save it, which is beyond bogus. <laughs> Beyond bogus, you yeah. you can't do that. And did, did they? I don't know if they reviewed this one. They didn't, right? They they didn't. Uh, they did, but they didn't. Okay. Like it, it was weird. Like stoppage of play. They kind of, yeah, they kind of stopped Disgusting. it, but they didn't really look at it, and they right. were just like, yeah, no. Because if they reviewed that, like in Toronto, they they would have seen that he laid on the puck and also handed him the puck. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. bogus. I, I want to see the Bruins really just get out of their comfort zone and, and just play just natural hockey. Like, I, I just haven't seen it in this series where everybody's just comfortable on the ice. Like, it was, it was like, mind-boggling to see last night, like, you know, miscommunication, a lot of errors, uh, a it, lot of miscues. At the end of that third, the the two penalties they got. Yeah, one, too one, many men on the ice. That was the second one. The first one was, um, I forget who it I was. I think it was hooking or... No, it was a uh, delay of game. De- oh, delay of game, yeah. Because he hit it over the o- over, over the, the glass. Ice, over the glass, yeah. yeah it, nobody touched it. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of miss like <laughs> that was two straight. Literally after that first one for uh, a delay of game was killed off. Right. And that was in the last five minutes of the third period. They could have lost that game. But I, w- I want to see Berger. I want to see Marshan. I want to see all these guys that we talk about, you know, being top elite NHL players. And yeah. They really have not stepped up like they should. Well, not, not only that, there's just been a lot of sloppy play towards the end of games for the Bruins. There's the Zdeno well, Chara. Two ugly. The Zdeno Chara penalty, yeah. um, too many men on the ice. And then I think in game. Uh, was it uh, four? They had the too many men on the ice as well. 
Yeah, but in, in game two, when they gave up the the three to one right lead, I mean that's that's evident that you two, know your head's two not goals, there. Two goal leads are the worst to have and, in hockey. Anyway, oh yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the biggest it's the uh, biggest false sense of security, right? right Isn't that right. what they call a two goal lead in hockey? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, in terms of just speaking to the you know sloppy play, it's just the turnovers in their own zone and stuff like that. It just seems like we're not seeing. You know the tape to tape passing that we want to see out of the Bruins. Not that they're they've always been you know that caliber of team. I mean, not even but the not even just the turnovers, but also shots on goal. Pasternak, for yeah. instance, before last night's game, two of his twenty shots on uh, shots were on goal. Mm. Eight were blocked. Wild shots. Eleven were wide. Like of the goal, wild, <laughs> yeah, wild too, wild, like, wide. He was missing. He was hitting the glass like yeah. almost close to the fans. <laughs> he was just like rushing, and yeah. that's the thing. Like you know, playoff hockey, especially when you come into your first season, you know, with Pasternak in the playoffs. Yeah, first postseason play. Exactly. You you have to be composed. You have to stay poised because I I think it's all a mindset. Of like your your mentality to go out and crush it every game, but you you can't because you gotta like you know play just play your type of hockey, and every player needs to bring something to the table, and you know Chara needs to step up with his veteran presence and you know be more defensively sound. I, I felt like he was you know really chasing the puck too much last night. Well, last night he had what thirty five thirty six minutes of ice time. Yeah, I mean he was tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, He's but an old man, he needs time, his rest. Yeah, he needs his rest, but like you just have to like get into that frame of saying like I'm going to help these young guys out. Right. And and, and, and I lead think he them has to success. He's helped McAvoy a lot. Ah, I yeah, I wouldn't say that. I think McAvoy is just uh, a true talent. Well, yeah, but he obviously needs help at the NHL level because there's a big leap from college. Yeah, but you know what? I, I would say if you take Chara off the ice. He's I, undefeated in uh, double overtime games this year. Yeah, but I, I would say <laughs> if you take Chara off the ice, I still think McAvoy does what he's doing right now. And the reason why is because he's a true, talented hockey player. He yeah. has it. He has it in him. We talked about it in a previous show. He has that it factor to do everything. You know, his, his worth ethic is beyond belief. I mean, his, his skating is incredible. This guy's 18, 19 years right. old. It's unbelievable. I mean, obviously we knew about the caliber of play that, that he was capable of, but to be able to do it in his debut, you know, like his first few games, like last night was um, uh, game five. He's played in five NHL games, and they're all in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good the way that the Bruins are playing it because now moving forward, you got game six, you know, t- uh, t- Monday? Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> All three. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a, a jam-packed There's... Uh, day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, We've got the socks. Everything Everything's yeah. jam-packed. Everything's... We've got the socks at one. we got a smorgasbord. <laughs> so the don't, socks. Don't forget think... about the revs. They play today. Yeah, revs. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm pumped for that. <laughs> yeah. No, tomorrow the socks kick things off, I think, at 135, right? Right. And we've got the Bruins at three. Two. Celtics at uh, no, no, no. Bruins at two and then three. No, three. It's three o'clock. Bruins are at three. Celtics are playing at three then, or no? Do they no Celtics the time? are at six thirty. Celtics are at and 6:30. also it doesn't matter. Celtics are at the United Center. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is, I think I think the Celtics. Even otherwise, I don't think on the same day they'd be able to turn that over <laughs> that fast. But I, I think the NBA they can they can do one and seven. I've seen that happen. Hmm. Interesting. But I think the NBA <laughs> switched the times because I saw a tweet out. It was you know three o'clock, and they must have switched it to six thirty because of the Bruins game. Well, no, because uh, I, I I knew yesterday when the Celtics game ended, it was going to be because uh, I was watching on CSN, and they said pregame would begin at 5.30. Well, 
well, for an hour. Well, regardless, <laughs> right? they're they're down three two. Yes. Right now it's a game by game mentality. Yep. And that that's the beauty of hockey. And you're, and you're at home. But the beauty of hockey is you don't really need to ride the momentum like you do in basketball because you could have one of the worst periods, worst periods of your season, and then come in the next period and just slaughter. Dominate, yeah. Dominate. We've seen it. We've we've seen it in the series where the Senators, I mean, the Bruins had had nothing going for them in uh, period two of game one. And then they came out and they went firing on all cylinders in uh, period three. And in basketball... It's a matter of miss or make. Right. With hockey, it's a matter of sometimes luck and also the, the, the pure skill and, and the ability to get around, like, different adversities inside the game. So, you know, basketball's on momentum, whereas hockey, everybody loves playoff hockey because it's, it's nothing like you've ever seen. Like, you know, the, the Cinderella team can easily come back in, in a game. Because That's true. It, so, so your argument luck, is that by, so momentum in hockey is like less, uh, I guess, valuable relevant. than than or relevant. Yeah, it's a better word than momentum in other sports. Where because like you can have all the momentum in the world, but just make one mistake, and then all of a sudden you let in a goal, and then exactly, <laughs> then you're back to square one. If it's like a one nothing game. So I'm telling you right now, Boston, you guys better be ready. It's game six. You know, you take it one game by, by one game, right? So game six, and then you got game seven in Ottawa. Yep. You know, I, I think they're riding a, a good um, success right now, whereas Cassidy, I, I wish Cassidy was more passionate, though. Like, I saw him last night, like, those two calls, he got, like, really red. But, like, I, I take off my jacket. Like, I'm sweating at this point. <laughs> I'm pissed off. Like, if I'm a coach and I get two goals taken away from me, I'm really angry. Bruins got like so many goals taken away. Well, yeah, what do you want him to turn into, like Lou Pinella yeah, on the ice? Yeah, take off the jacket. Get serious about it. Like or John Farrell in the Red Sox game. He, he oh got, yeah, that, that was such a passionate. <laughs> yeah, I know. Butters, Butters yesterday. That yeah. was. But I it, love when Butters gets tossed. But it was a good sign of redemption because Corrali got that goal, goalie interference and they came back and scored. So yeah, uh, he scored both goals in that game. So it was a tremendous performance by him. Six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Obviously, a lot to get to today. A very busy week. The Bruins, the Celtics, Aaron Hernandez. All that is on the table today on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. They saw it controlled by the Bruins. Matthew with a jumper, blocked. They score. Corrali. Sean Corrali with his second of the game. The Bruins stay alive. Force a game six on Sunday. I gotta be honest with you, I was having heart palpitations watching that game last night. It was crazy. I still can't get over the goaltending on both sides. I mean, I gotta give Craig Anderson credit too. I mean, Tuca was fantastic, but he was fantastic as well. Craig Anderson for the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators also had some golden opportunities that they just whiffed on. Oh, they did. There's no doubt that there were golden opportunities that were missed. Especially like but in that in the, the end of the third, third period, all the power plays. The Bruins have sucked on the power sure, play. Sure, but yeah. if you just want a clinic on how to be clutch as a goaltender, you know, fighting for your playoff life. If if you're the Bruins, that's the case. Craig Anderson obviously has a little bit of a cushion. They were up in that series, and they still are up. Yeah. But still, unbelievable. Unbelievable series so far. Well, unbelievable game. Kind of underwhelming series up until this point. But last night was uh, hopefully the turning point for this team. Yeah. You know, going down 3-1, to one, you know, you, you just feel like you don't have anything left um, just because you gave it so much effort um, to get to that point. But when you, you win game five, 
you really feel good about it because, you know, like I said, now it's a game-by-game mentality. Whereas if, you know, actually even going into Game 5, it's a game-by-game mentality, but you feel like you cannot win the game because you're down 3-1. to one. Now since you're down 3-2, to two, there's, light, there's more life in you. And, and that's where I want to see more life into Bergeron, Marchand, you know, Chara. I want to see Rass be consistent on a basis in regards to the entire 60 minutes. No more taking time off the ice. You know, no more thinking about, you know, what you're having for breakfast the next day. Let, let, let's get that mindset. I think, I think it's a little unrealistic. I know he's your top defenseman still, but I think it's a little unrealistic at this point to expect that much out of Chara, just given the mileage, given his age, the veteran presence, the leadership, I get all that. But in terms of He's the, still playing well. He's still playing well, yeah, but per, to put but to put too much on him in terms of expectations, given his age, I think are a little unfair. Well then McAvoy. I'm I'm just saying oh, well, now now we're going to the other extreme. Hey, let's let's put all the our expectations on the rookie that's played what five NHL games all in the playoffs now? Well, I mean his You his, got you gotta settle on some middle ground here. You gotta say, hey Marshy, you gotta step up. You know, Patrice Bergeron, give me something. You know, I I'm not putting it on the rookie. To do anything and Chara, I just think at you this point you don't think he should be more aggressive. I saw be him, more aggressive, I, 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 but I don't. Ex- I saw, yeah, sure, I'd be more aggressive, but don't necessarily. I'm not. Ex- I'm not looking to him to be the guy that's the catalyst. I mean, obviously, if if he surprises us, if he comes out and and does uh, exceeds expectations, yeah, fine. So far, he has, in my opinion, and I know I know Dave would agree if he was here. He loves Charlie McAvoy, but. You've got to find someone who's, you know, still in their prime because, I mean, Zidane Ochoa is still playing very well. He's playing at an elite level right now. Yeah. But the guy's old. I don't know if I can put that much on him anymore in terms of expectations. Yeah. So you got to start turning your attention to your MVP candidate this year, uh, Marshand. Marshand, yeah. You know, your other uh, leader on the team outside of Zidane Ochoa, Patrice Bergeron. But I like Coach Cass, uh, Cassidy's mindset because he kind of improvs along the way. Um, whereas, you know, you kind of look at Claude Julian. If they were uh, the Bruins were in that this situation with Claude, I don't think they would be as good as they are right now. And to have that 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 fight, like you know, it's a battle out there. It's going to be a grind the entire playoffs. But the way you respond to you know adversity obstacles within the series is what makes you stronger, not only for the remainder of the series, but for the entire playoffs. And so Cassidy's really come in and gave this this team a different message, a message that they haven't really heard from. And I think they're all getting out of their comfort zone, like I've been saying, where each player needs to realize what they're good at and apply it to the game every time they step on the ice. And so I think it's from the top to bottom, you know, managing this team has been excellent throughout this playoffs. They really have. Corrali, they get, they're giving him a shot. You know, I think Corrali is making the most of opportunities. Sure. They're giving him a shot mostly out of necessity, though. Right. Would but, he be playing if Krejci was healthy, if Spooner – well, Spooner got benched. That Spooner was a coaching decision. Exactly. That was a coaching decision. It could be ma- upper management, too, but to the say. Krejci, but Krejci also plays a part in it. Yeah, no, of course, but yeah, it's a blessing in disguise. I get it, you know, you hit lightning in a bottle with Corrali, it happens. But I think, you know, giving him that experience, he will only get better. He can't get worse from now because he put in two gigantic goals. Gigantic. They needed that last night. I don't think anybody else on the ice would have put that puck in the net. 
Corrali was on fire. He he just was in the motions. Mm-hmm. He had it going for him the entire game. He was in that mode. And once you're in that mode as a young player, you got to keep riding it. You know, just don't make any errors. Just keep riding that train and, and seeing what happens, where it goes. So I, I think the Bruins really struck gold on bringing in Corrali, you know, to step in for Krejci because they could have went out and brought somebody else up. But they, they depended on him, and they felt – they felt out the perfect decision, the ideal opportunity for this kid to play, and it was per- perfect, perfect timing. He made great use of it, too. Yeah, it was <laughs> perfect timing. So I-, I think the balance of the roster right now, you know, through the playoffs, you're going to have bumps and bruises. They have too many bumps and bruises on the defensive end. Way too much. <laughs> and and that's, that's part of the concern. Right. That is part of the concern for the entire series. You knew it coming in. Colin Miller, you had Kevin Miller a little banged up. You had Tory Krug. Um, Torrey Krug still out too, right? Exactly. So they didn't have like you know two of their top top defensemen. I mean, Colin Miller was pretty good, like top four, top top six. You know, so if, if you're looking at it, they really got by. They somehow made it made it by. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think game six, they they just have to be on all cylinders, and you have to bring it. You have to, you know, what you have to do, you have to treat it like it's game seven. You have to treat Game Six like Game Seven, and then Game well, Seven for the, Bru- of four- for the Bruins, it is Game Seven essentially. Game well, Seven saying- is an elimination game right. for them. I know. I, I mean, game Six is an elimination <laughs> game for them. But the atmosphere in the Garden, it, it's going to be to a, another the, level. Yeah, to another level. Like we we've never seen it. We haven't seen this type of playoffs in a while. Right. And the fact they still have that fight in them because they could have went down. They could have went down last night. Yeah, because they were down, they were down two, to one. two yeah, nothing. The thing is, the persistence was what kind of impressed me about because any other team after getting two goals waved what off gave or, or the second one would have been a penalty shot opportunity yeah getting that waved off that's deflating for a lot of teams it is but for the Bruins to still have that resilience that persistence I mean I saw them they they didn't give me the impression that they ever were let down by that or they didn't give me the impression that they were like ah screw it we're gonna just gonna give up and throw in the towel now. Well, they fought and they obviously Corrali got the game winner. Mm-hmm. So to me that is indicative. I'm not saying that they're a championship caliber team. They're no no nowhere close. Near. But they gave me the impression of the mentality that you need right. from a championship caliber team. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know even exactly. Though they, even though they don't have the talent, that's yeah. the mentality you, that you need. Yeah, the not traits. Wink at me when you when you when you say that. <laughs> I, no, I, I, did, you, I, did, I, did I wink at you? Yeah, I didn't you wink did. at you. You winked right at me. I did not wink at you. <laughs> Shut up. The Bruins. The Bruins. We have a tape. <laughs> yeah, we'll check the periscope. I did not wink at you. <laughs> the Bruins have the traits, and they also have the experience. You know, Marshan. <laughs> Marshan Bergeron. Chara, Rask, they all been all been a part of a, a Stanley Cup, you know, yeah. championship. So I, I think it's under their belt and they're gonna utilize it the right way when when it needs when it's needed. And I, I think game six is most certainly ideal for them. It's nowhere near, you know, Stanley Cup, but um I don't think it's th- their Stanley Cup. It's their Stanley Cup, <laughs> exactly. Because I think if they beat Ottawa that's saying something. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's it's really, you know, you could put it up in the upper edge a lot saying that that was one of the greatest performances of hockey history no. or Bruins history. Right. Well, no, I mean, it was a, it was an instant classic, the game itself. Yeah. The mm. game itself was. Yeah. Yeah. I, a double overtime, staving off elimination, getting goals waved off. Come on, it had everything. I mean, the only thing that was missing was it wasn't like a game seven of like, I don't know, the Eastern Conference Final or the Stanley Cup Final or well, something. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, they were down 2 nothing, but it was kind of like, 
It, it was kind of blah hockey. Oh, the the rest of the game outside <laughs> of the two overtime oh, periods got were, were bad. Even but, the beginning of the first overtime. Was but the thing is, that's true of any series that we look back on and say that, oh, that was... I mean, look at Super Bowl 51, for example. Yeah. The first three quarters were garbage. No. True. Okay, it wasn't yeah, garbage. It was just the Patriots were losing. Well, I'm just saying, like the Patriot, the Patriots weren't moving the ball. It was a blow, right? Go back and look at the 04 ALCS. The first three games were garbage. Do you remember Game Three when the Yankees won like Tw- a million to nothing? Twenty, or, uh, 20 to like three. Tw- yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in every series or every single game, if you're talking about football, if you're going to look at an instant classic, not all of them are shootouts. Not right. all of them, I and mean, some of them are just, hey, you know, that was really sloppy, but then they came back. And sometimes it's not bad to have your back against the wall. I mean, we talk about, you know, players going through their careers where they face adversity, you know, th- throughout their entire career. Yeah. I, I think it, it's the best thing to be down 2-0 or, you know, I, I think the worst case scenario is 3 nothing. okay? But 2-0, you know, 3-1, I still think you can somehow get back into the series because the winning team sometimes gets complacent, too comfortable with it, um, and you kind of give them a wake-up call and – let me tell you, Game Five for the Bruins was a wake-up call because they got those two goals taken away from them. Um, they had opportunities on opportunities. Of course, Ottawa had their chances, but Bruins made the most of their opportunities. So, and that's where the connection is between the coach of Coach Cassidy and these players, knowing the message to not give up. Because I'm telling you right now, if Cole Julian was the coach of the Bruins, they would have lost that game last night. They would have. Because they play one system and one system only with Cole Julian. Right. With Cassidy, Cassidy, you know, he, he comes up. Flexible. Yeah, and he's very unique. He comes up on the fly. He comes up with different game plans, different schemes to attack teams. Like the 1-3-1 one, one, uh, of Ottawa, that's easily can, that easily can make you vulnerable. Right. Because you'll get trapped. But I think the way that they're playing, you know, pa- passing the puck pretty good. You know, you look down, you know, dumping the puck dump and chase, that kind of game, it, it, it works, but then you have set up plays after that because I feel like when you're with Julian, all you're doing is dumping and chasing, you're playing defense, they're attacking, they're being more aggressive with the puck, and that's that's the way this Bruins team has been all about this year is to take the most of every opportunity, especially from an offensive standpoint. You're seeing defenders shoot the puck, whereas, you know, in the past, you would just dump it down right. and have the offense players, you know, the, the forwards and the centers chase the puck and try to score. And that's not the way hockey is. You mm-hmm. need a balance. And the Bruins have a decent balance right now, especially with Tuka stepping up. Tuka Rask has stepped up immensely. That game last night, you're right, Ashish. Hands down, one of the premier elite, um, you know, goaltenders uh, some of, the saves of today's game. game. The, the series is on Ottawa Senators 3, Tuka Rask 2, because he, he's basically won them both yeah, games. Right. For, he faced 43 <laughs> shots on goal. And I, we, we talked about it in the past. Top you 41 have, of them. Unbelievable. Yeah. You have, you have type A, type B. We talked about mm-hmm. it with Dave, right? We saw a mix of both. We yeah. saw a mix of both in Tuka Rask last night because there was opportunities where he could have literally made a Superman save. But he was stationary, and he knew his position where the crease was. So I think he made the most opportunity to save the puck when you know it was on, on the right side, and mm-hmm. he had to make a glove save. You know that's stationary. But then, like when the puck's loose, he dives on the puck. That that's when you get out of your comfort zone. Right. So that's the mix of the two, and you gotta like that. Craig Anderson on the, the same page. 
I mean, these two goalies are playing heck of a yeah, heck of a I mean, heck of a battle. Uh, yeah, obviously you saw that elevated level of play in both overtime periods. I mean, prior to that, I'm not saying that they were bad, but when it got to the overtime period, that, that's uh, when the game started. Second, that's when the game really took it to another level because everyone yeah. just seemed to be playing better, including the two, especially the two goalies. Yeah, I, I just want to see more uh, goal scoring out of the guys that have got that got you there. Like, Marshan, like, Bergeron really, he had, like, what, one goal in, like, game two or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Marshan's got to step it up. I mean, if you're going to be this guy that is carrying the offensive load for this he, team He's had his chances. The there was the chance in game four where he, he he was by himself and Craig Anderson literally, like, scraw, like sprawled on the floor on the ice and just, like, saved that, didn't let him flick it over him. So. I, I, I think the 1-3-1 uh, defense by Ottawa – Kind of not. It doesn't let you. It get neutralizes. Into, yeah, yeah, it doesn't let you get into the open ice, and that's where Marshawn performs best, along with Pasternak. It, they're great skaters, so they find their real estate and they make the most of it. But now one three one, the trap. You know, you're kind of like, you know, discombobulated, and you, 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 it's misleading sometimes to say, you know, I'm gonna pass the puck through the through the the crease there, or you know, I'm gonna find a, a way to make it happen. And it doesn't happen because they're trapping you or they're being more aggressive on defense. So I think Marshawn, Bergeron, they need to step up. They need more goal scoring out of Pasternak as well. Stop taking wild shots. Get him on net. Create opportunities for your team. And show game six who the Bruins really are. 603-883-9900. She's from Brian Roach and Mark Lazell taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.